Hey everybody, this is Walleye Talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. It's October now. It's October! We talk about October a lot. Now it is October. It feels like October. It does. It it's got a real fall feel out there, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> a little hard to adjust to. It is quite hard to adjust there, Dan. <laughs> um... We are nearing the end of the fishing season, although I'd tell you to milk it as long as you can, at least the open water season. Uh, and Will and I, we are going to wrap up next week. Next week. For, for the podcast. And it's all my fault, guys. Um, yeah. I am going on my honeymoon to Thailand. I heard is Thailand has beautiful beaches, I heard. Like, the most beautiful. Have mm-hmm. you heard that? Probably. I know you like to spend a lot of time on beaches. Mm-hmm. So Especially, nice... when <laughs> Especially when walleyes there. Especially when walleyes are You're always four... talking about the sand. Are in four feet <laughs> <laughs> Just going to the other part of the other side of the world to find some sand. See what kind of walleyes they can catch there. <laughs> uh, this but... week we're going to do a week in review. Um, we, got, we got the old uh, fall walleye bonanza. Always a good time. We'll do some scheming for that. Um, talk about tackle and tactics. Um, we're going to be... We're going to talk about how, like, fall is here, and how the cold, um, what, what kind of cold wear you should wear. Um, I can't talk fall, very good. Fall preparations. Fall preparations. What to do to fish in the fall. <laughs> um, we also, we're going to touch a little bit on, on plastics this time of year, um, when we think, when we think they're applicable, and... And I'd say we'll do that as very flawed plastic fishermen. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. Well, we have of, faith in now. Right. And neither one of us would say we're really good at them. But we're, we have some success with plastics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we're doing a preview. And then we're out. <laughs> uh, let's, I don't want to take it in yet. Let's go sit on the port dock one more time. Oh, we got... We got this week and next week before we got to take it out. All right. We'll take it out right after the podcast. Yeah. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Doc.com. Porta-Doc.com. Find your local Porta-Doc dealer today. Porta-Doc.com. Dan. Yes. You're a fishing fool from what I hear. I fish a lot. Um, I am a fool. That's what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did it go this week for you? I had a, a, a stellar week. Enjoying where good is the norm, you know? Yeah. Where it doesn't, like, spike up. I'm like, oh, I had a good day. Right. Fishing is good. And um, you've been on, where, where have you been? Mostly not leech. I had one trip on leech. I fished leech today. Uh, I had the day off and fished with George, trying to get ready for a couple trips. Um. And I really want to be up there a little bit more than I am. But the little stuff is going great. No complaints out on the, the Long Valeria Lakes. Huh. Lots of fish that were still eating a nightcrawler this week. Had a couple days that you're obviously going to fish it, or you should fish a jig and a minnow. Cloudy, windy. Yep. And I did, and that's what they wanted, and it did turn the day around. Found Sweet. some, like, tight, schooling, feeding fish. Yes. Yeah. And they're in like a nice depth. They're in like 17 feet. So we like hovered them. You know, I told folks like, yeah, you can cast a little bit if you want, I guess, but they are right below us and they're going to bite right below us. So that was fun. Um, 
definitely noticed the, a trend, at least on women, like the mornings are way better for me than the evenings. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I, and I think it could be that I just lose track of them. The one evening I had, I had a great morning, no worries, easy walleye fishing, had some time to run around and fish for some other stuff because walleye fishing was good. Um, and then had a trip that evening. Weather was, if anything, the conditions got more fishy. We got some overcast. We had some wind all day, but we got some overcast. And uh, maybe I lost them shallow. That's possible. But I, there, it wasn't real intuitive where my fish were going to shift shallow, if that makes sense. Yep. There wasn't um, a good shallow spot there. Yeah. Er, and if it was, it was weedy, and I couldn't see them in there. So I right. wasn't going to just blindly start fishing the weeds that I'd, I've never fished those weeds before. Um, so, yeah. And I actually, that was interesting because I... When, when I got there, I kind of told the folks, I'm like, I think we're going to, I think we're going to have a day, um, because of the morning and I got to spot number one and it was lit up. There were fish all over the place and they looked super active and we drifted it twice and caught a little one, maybe missed one. And I was like, Oh, maybe they don't want a jig anymore. Maybe we should experiment. So I went up and we started rigging everything. You know, we had a jig in the water, we had a rig in a crawler and a rig in a minnow and they... The bigger the bigger fish for sure dipped out. They were not there, like three drifts in. Really? And I almost feel like I wasn't seeing active, like, hungry fish. I feel like I was maybe seeing fish moving. Like... Heading somewhere. Going. I don't know. But they, like, they were for sure, they for sure looked like biters. They didn't bite, and then they were gone. Interesting. Yeah. You, do you think you spooked them? No. This is 17 to 22 feet of water. Cloudy, and the yeah. wind was blowing... 10 miles an hour. Interesting. I think they were maybe getting out of there. Go And I really think they were probably going somewhere to eat. Right. The only other explanation would maybe be they ate so well during the morning. But I don't think so. I don't think they can gorge themselves silly. You know, I think think they're still going to, you know, sometimes this time of year, they still got like a minnow in their throat and they bite again. Right. And then Leech was... We had a pretty pretty good day on leech together. Oh yeah! And then uh, today was was good. It was a scouting day, so the numbers weren't great. And George caught a muskie. George caught a muskie. It was great. <laughs> and Carl watched George catch the muskie. Really? Well, like he was right by us, Carl from Pikedale, and uh, we had a gentleman's bet going on, and he sent me a text message. He's like, "What was that? A twenty-five? Because he didn't. He must not have seen the the finished product. And Carl used to be. Die hard musky fisher. He used to call walleyes bait. Right. He's got a suet tattooed on his calf. Yeah. And I told him, like, no, we caught one of your pets that you apparently don't like. Neglected pets. Yeah. Don't even fish for them anymore. Um, yeah. So fishing, fishing is good all over. I assume if you're listening to this podcast and you have any freedom whatsoever in your life, you're going to be in Longville this weekend. For sure. They are going to bite like crazy. Like, this is going to be the peak week, I think, of our fall. I agree. Um, yep. If the middle, or if the, like, especially out on Leech, because Leech is going to cool down so much faster than the rest of the Longville area lakes. Like, Woman Lake's going to have a prolonged bite because mm-hmm. it just doesn't cool as fast. Yep. <clears throat> but Leech, that this prime bite is going to be, like, at the bonanza. Mm-hmm. I agree. And we're going to wail on them. Yep. And, yeah. Next week, the temps jump back up a little bit, so it might last a while, but this will be the first... Uh, Truly yeah. good weekend. Yep. Um, what did you do the past I fished week? leech quite a bit. 
Um, I had one day, um, Alyssa came back up, and we fished out on leech, and we lost a couple fish right away where we fished during the tournament in super shallow rocks, and but we didn't have any wind. It was sunny, and I knew it was going to be tough, and I, you know, I did my best to have a bunch of boat separation, but it was just, it was just not the right conditions for it. Yeah. I did what I could. It didn't work out, so we, we bailed, and we went into fish crappies so we sure. caught a pile of crappies um and caught two walleyes in there fishing for crappies i was like <laughs> okay and the last 45 minutes we went to you know tried and true spot and caught eight walleyes and it was it was good fishing right you know we caught some pike in there too you've done a nice job you have a great backup plan on the east side now <laughs> yeah. That's super nice to have the it's all in the program too like don't you can't sit still you sure. gotta move otherwise you're just gonna catch littles so as long as you keep moving keep moving fast you're gonna you're gonna this catch is for, for crappies, crappies. Yeah. yeah interesting so i don't and usually you know with it being as cool as it is it, you would think that you know slowing it down is gonna be better but i haven't found that to be the case sure it seems like you catch a lot more little bluegills little perch mm. and little crappies if you go slow so just burn them one 1.1 1. 1, 1. 1.2 dragon jigs that's dragon jigs doing. yep and evidently a couple walleyes wanted to eat that too. <laughs> so, but I've been very fortunate to be able to go in there and do that. Just to clarify, Alyssa is the super adorable girl who bought She's nine years a, old now. She's nine? Yeah. Super adorable young woman who caught a 27 and a half. Yeah. Became a legend in my boat last <laughs> fall, uh, about two weeks from now. Yeah. Fished on Woman Lake in the snow right. two days in a row. <laughs> And we caught the bejesus out of them. And I saw her. She was happy as could be. Oh, yeah. No whining. She was just an animal. Right. <laughs> yeah. So fishing's good. That's our week in review. Yeah. Should we take a break? I suppose we ought to. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. Full Stringer has a whole line of minnows, uh, but I want you not to overlook the fathead minnow. I think one thing that you don't want to do this weekend is run out of minnows. Pretty easy to run out of the expensive ones. Make sure to grab a scoop or two of fatheads. Some days when they're really going, that's all they really need, and you can catch a pile of them. Uh, stop in at Full Stringer and get some fathead minnows. I want to talk about maybe the most prestigious tournament <laughs> in all of the land. <laughs> it is called the walleye bonanza i don't think prestigious and bonanza have ever been used mm. to like connect one another not until today baby <laughs> it's uh this is the fifth annual walleye bonanza is that how many years it's been going well no it's only been going on for like two but i do one in the spring and oh, one yeah, in the fall yeah, yeah. and this is the second year in a row the fall bonanza is full it filled last year too yes which is that. very awesome. The spring one always has a tough time, which I don't know why. Fishing's better in the spring most of the time. I would agree. But it's uh, 25 boats, catch photo release. Um, any lake you want. Any lake you want. So if it's too rough for you out on leech, you can go wherever you want. Yeah. Not a big deal. And uh, five, big, five fish? Six, six fish. Six fish. Mm-hmm. I always forget that. That's um, the only time you've beaten me is I forgot to... Take a picture of the six. That's a lie. One time you never <laughs> caught a fish, and I caught a bajillion. We caught one. Yeah, and I and my boat caught, like, 20. That was one of those deals where, like, uh, like 
couple weeks ago. Mm. You watched me catch a bunch of them. Mm. It was just one of those remarkable things. I, Nobody can explain it. I have to eat humble pie here. I don't have a good comeback. Well, I watched you catch a bunch of fish the one year you won it too. Or, well, one of the years you won it. You've won it multiple times. You know, I will have to say, it really sucks losing to you like most of the time yeah, by I mean, like a pound. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You think a pound is a lot? No, it's not. That's why it hurts so bad. I think a pound is a lot. God, it's not that much, man. How much did you lose to fourth place by? 0.4 pounds. How much did you lose to third place by? Like 0.6 pounds. All right. So it is a lot. A pound is kind of an ass. A pound is one fish, though. One a pound fish? is like a one fish upgrade, like a 23 to a 24 and a half. One pound. How is that any different in the classic? It's not. Or I, the I just, it, it matters more because this is more of like a showdown. Epic proportions. I care way too much. I don't care about the money. I want to win. I just want to win. <laughs> All right. And instead you have like three? You've won it three times? One, two, three. Three. I've only won it once. I've taken second twice. It's super fun. It is super fun. Because it's pretty... I mean, there's some money to win. What is first place? Win? Like 600. Right. And that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and it goes to a great cause. Yeah. All the stuff is going to the Bible camp this No, week? this is going to the fishing, my fishing thing. Okay. But unfortunately, since I'm going to Thailand, I can't do it in the time frame I want to. So we're either going to do it this winter or we're going to do it in the spring. Sure. So I'd be down for either. I think an ice fishing thing could be fun. I think it'd be really fun. The logistics then get harder. Yeah. But... As far as, like, work. transportation goes, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, right. you know? I'm sure you could get, like, I mean, I don't know where you're thinking, but I'm sure we could get somebody to wave a road pass, you know, somewhere to get them out on leech. Mm-hmm. Or any, anywhere. Anyway, yeah. Fun, friendly tournament. You can win a pretty good chunk of money, and otherwise you're just donating 50. 50. 50 bucks, and part of that goes to helping kids get fishing. Which is great. Right. What are you going to do to get second place? I don't know. I, well, I'm going to be jigging. Jigging and I will be rigging big minnows. And if I'm going to rig a minnow, the thing is um, very, it, it resembles a dinosaur. <laughs> it's going to be the biggest minnow. Um, but I'm not going to have any time to pre-fish because I'm going to North Dakota tomorrow duck hunting, um, which is also going to be fun. I think you're pretty good at fishing your fish stinks. You'll be fine. We'll see what happens. I'm going to... I think it's going to be a lot of turning and burning, though. Like, fish something for 20 minutes leave. Mm. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna do, a, like, a milk run, and I'm going to rinse, repeat, like, all day. All day I'm going to rinse, repeat. Hmm. Interesting. Um, same thing. I'm going to hopefully just only jig, but I'll, I'm sure I'll rig, especially with the big fish thing. Um, and I'm fishing with my farmer Bob buddy. Bob McCollins fishing? Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're going to, we're not going to make any big runs, I don't think. I think we'll... Everything's so close. Yep. That's the nice thing about this tournament is everything is close. Right. Ginzers, Sugar, Battle. The thing about those spots is, like, I was fishing today. I'm like, there's just not that much stuff I fish in the fall. But you can fish Ginzers for a long time and not find them. Right. You can do the same thing on all those spots. Yep. But so, they're around there. Oh, for sure. For sure. I yep. bet Carl's going to pull crankbaits or something. 
<laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a Carl thing to do. <laughs> I wow. hope he's still listening. We're taking all these shots at him. I feel like it's wasted. Now that Carl has a podcast. He's got his own podcast. You, do you hear all the garbage he talks about jig fishermen? I hear. I know he, he's, he talks some garbage about fishing uh, slow. And that's after he watched my bobber go down a million times this summer. What the heck, Carl? Come on, buddy. Open it up. They do have their own podcast, though, if you want to listen to, like... It's called the Pikedale Podcast. The Pikedale Podcast with Phil and Carl. Yeah. Another take on fish in the east side. Fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Jigging and rigging. You're going to focus on mostly shallow, shallow water? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Also, because it... Like, Bob's the same way. That's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, as much as we want to win, we also want to catch them. This time of year, we want to catch them how we want to catch them. You and wait then... a very long time yeah. to go drift five feet of water. <laughs> right, right. And be successful. So, yeah. why not? Yeah, maybe a bit of a gamble, but that's fine with me and it's fine with Bob and we'll see how things shake out. Yeah. You're not going to make, like, a random run down to Pipe Island? No. Well... <laughs> I wanted to go there today, <laughs> but did you really? Oh yeah, I think there's yeah. <laughs> I remember to, one time it was increase the traffic on Pipe Island. It was blowing like crazy, happen. and you and Bob banged your way over to yeah, Pipe we Island. Caught like forty on a, on one one drift essentially, and I was like, I think we should go to Pipe. <laughs> He's like, okay, we did just a. Just a butt Miserable. kicker of a ride. Did one drift. We caught a fish on the drift. As soon as we caught it, I'm like, I'm sorry, we're we're getting out. <laughs> I regret everything. Mm-hmm. That was the year we won, but it. Didn't, I remember wasn't it was like on misty, foggy, mm-hmm. and blowing super hard, and yep. gush, gush. I'm like, where in the world are they going? <laughs> where are they going? I have good memories on that island. Nobody fishes it like you, though, Dan. I don't think so. Uh-uh. Nobody but does. It only works, like, I don't even know, 20% of the time? Maybe well, not even that But much? when it does, yeah. it's, it's, it's better odds than following birds. Followed birds around last week. You know what they were? About 20 loons. <laughs> Did you see the birds that I was... That Do might you know, have been it. No, it was cormorants. They, oh, came, they came around... Gotcha. So they, they started on the south side. They came around to the north side. Yep. Like after about 20 minutes, you see them like appear from the... Uh, it's cor- they're falling cormorants. I see. So you got to be careful see. about that. Yeah. You're not careful about it. You just said you did it. Well, I didn't see any cormorants. You can see black heads a, a mile away. You can't see those like off-colored, like half white, half black heads. Mostly a black head on a loon. Wow. All black head. Not this time of year. You got all oh, them all right. juvies. All right. All right. They got white chins. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, should be fun. Think we'll catch a bunch. Yeah. If you can't get into it this year, try to get into the spring one though. It is sort of a shame that one doesn't fill. Yeah, the spring one is when you just you. So the fall one, sure you catch like 15, 20 walleyes. The one in the spring, you can catch like forty walleyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was your soup. That was your bird bite. This spring mm-hmm. was the bonanza, and I screwed it up. I lost one fish of the boat, and that's all it takes. I, I didn't tell you this, but Bob lost a thirty-two inch walleye that day. You're kidding. We would have had you by at least a pound and a half. Was, he, was it? Was it on a gold jig and it a nightcrawler? It was a gold jig and a nightcrawler. Oh my god! I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. God dang. Bob only jigs minnows. <laughs> Only jigs for this. 
That was a different Iowa farmer. Oh, yeah. my, my mistake. <laughs> That's right. Denny? Nope. Oh, this was okay. a... Anyway. Art. Art was his name. Doesn't mm. Art sound like a guy who... Yeah, Art Kelly, I know. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. This tip of the week is presented by The One Stop in Longville. My tip of the week uh, is less so about fishing, more to do with just with the outdoors. Um, this time you're not every day is going to be a great fishing day. Um, the One Stop has everything you need to get out and get in the woods and get your grouse on, get out duck hunting, get out in the woods, uh, prepare, prepare for deer hunting. So if you are up in the North Country getting ready for deer hunting, whatever, uh, and it's not a great fishing day, stop on in, stock up on what you need. We got deer stands, orange tape, tacks, grouse vests, shotgun shells, you name it. <coughs> you got a cold? <coughs> you got a cold or something? <coughs> it's just a little chilly. It is a little chilly. <coughs> I got a numb finger. I told you this, but I'm going to... So, during the MWC... I was rigging a big minnow, and I was. You little, didn't tell me about this at all. I was a little frustrated because we were not getting a lot of bites. Rigging a big minnow, and set the hook on this fish, and it, my immediately the outside of my ring finger went numb when I set the hook. That was that was a week and a half ago. Two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. My ring finger is still numb. No, no feeling. Well, like it's it, almost is like, it like it's a tingly. It's like it's asleep. Weird. So I think I just must have crunched a nerve when I was angry hook setting <laughs> big minnow. So the good thing is today the rest of my fingers were also numb. It's fine. I had like a little reprieve from my one finger numbness. <laughs> Which the I mean, trick is just to always be cold. Always be cold. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, it is, like, you do have to adjust to, to, to the fall fishing. For sure. And I, I think because we do it so frequently, we, I overdress now more often than you anything. Really? Yeah, because I want to be comfortable out there, and I know I have the good gear to stay comfortable out there. But I also, even when I stress it to my customers, often they get into the boat and they are not prepared. Right. So what are a few things you do to, not that you really, you, you probably care less about being comfortable because you're 26, but what do you do to stay comfortable? <laughs> stay comfortable? Um, so like a staple in my boat right now is always bring your rain gear, even if it's 70 degrees. Because out on the water, it's going to get cold sooner or later. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's the start of your day, maybe it's the end of your day. Um, but if you're fishing start or end, it's going to get cold on your drive somewhere sometime. Yep. Uh, and we were in tillers. Like, yeah. Please. I want people to wear rain gear so I can drive the boat a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. If you're not wearing rain gear, we can probably stay dry, but I have to drive Waste time. slower. Yeah. And the goal is catch fish. Right. Yep. Um, I also make sure that I'm, I always make sure I have a pair of boots with me. Um, the fur, your feet are like one of the first things that gets cold. Yep. Uh, I forgo gloves until it gets like cold, cold. Yeah. But my feet, they need the gloves. Yeah. They need them. <laughs> so I put my foot gloves on and go from there. But I heard some people jabbing you a little bit about wearing the boots on the... And I was not. Like, no. He's got cozy toes right now. When? The MWC. 
was freaking cold out in the morning. I, I totally thought it was... My shoes were in the truck. I thought it was totally fine to be wearing big rubbers for that. Thank you. You don't want them wet and you don't want them cold. I wore tennis shoes the day before. Colossal mistake. <laughs> My feet were freezing. Colossal mistake. And it was raining and stuff. I was like, no. No, 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 no. Holmgren runs like a wet foot operation. He wears wool socks, but he, I think he's missing waterproof like mid-weight boots or something. And he didn't go with the rubber boots. So he was wearing slippers to start with, like in, I saw that slippers. I saw that bold move, and he paid for it a couple of ways. His feet were his feet were wet, and then like slippers are not good for your back, and it was rocking. <laughs> and he stood the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was surprised. Like I figured, Holmgren was one of those people, wool socks, Wonder Bread bags, on his feet. <laughs> Like then, the, then like maybe it makes sure, a little bit of sense, sure. you know, because you want like the fuzzies to go on the right. on the Wonder Bread right. bags. <laughs> uh, good footwear, I think, is a good one. And overdo it, like sweaty feet. Yeah, kind of annoying. Cold feet, way. Annoying. It doesn't last very long, either on either side. Right. It just doesn't last very long. Yeah. Um. um what kind of rain gear do you run? Well, we talked about a couple of episodes ago but we both have the hodgman suit what's the name of it again extreme no the hodgman storm five yeah and we talked about that because it's great for like midsummer stuff too Mm -hmm. but then it also they sell like a puffy coat that comes with it and then they have these magical puffy pants that match the coat (laughs) these things are great they're super warm i i've been wearing them a lot and i've been Definitely, definitely comfy. I would not go. I would not take my wife out on a date in the in the puffy <laughs> pants. The coat is pretty you're, stylish. You're like I a, that around they're the like account. a black version of the Stay Puff Marshmallow. <laughs> they are, but they're <laughs> real warm. They zip all the way up to your, so they're easy on and off. And then uh, they've got a pee zipper. I had a guy message me. He's like, "Hey, what was that? What was that rain gear you said that had a good pee zipper?" And Hodgman. Hodgman. Dude, and they're so just as far as price point goes, they're so Blackfish came out with some rain gear that's very high rated. Mm-hmm. Well, Hodgman's like at the same level as that uh, lesser Blackfish gear, at half the price. Half the price. Half the price. So just keep that in mind, and they're right up there with the Sims gear. I also have to say, like. As a tailor guy, I really the hood is is super good on that raincoat. So like you got to make sure you zip it all the way up, and then the put if you put the hood on, like so the right side of your face is the one that you really need tight. Like you the the worst thing is to have the the hood blow off. Yeah, and you put you zip it all the way up. You put the hood on and you pull on that one bungee. Just pull it tight, and that thing will not come off of your face. It also has one of those face, face masks. masks. Yep. And I always end up, I wear it, but I don't wear it, like, it, it will cover your nose if you want it to, but I end up just covering my face. Sure. Because I don't want that stuff on my nose, plus I got a mustache, and I want to make right. sure people can see it. <laughs> I didn't grow it for myself, you know, I grew it for the rest of the world. So, uh, I want to make sure that's exposed, and it's it's awesome. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that, though, like, and I do that hood adjustment with my hand, with my other hand on the tiller handle, which is, I feel like there's probably a lot of hoods that do 
what they're supposed to, but they take a lot of like tinkering with, you know, like where you have to like all adjust right, where, the blue black knob thing, yeah. And for me, it's hood up, grab that bungee, pull it tight, and I'm doing that with my hand on the tiller, and then that hood doesn't come off. It's pretty good. Little monogamy for mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> That's two that people probably won't even notice. They'll notice Do you appreciate one. it? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Nard dog. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Uh, I don't, you're not this guy, but George brought it up. George has a pile of hand warmers all the time. Pretty nice. If you can keep them in a dry pocket, it's a nice way, especially if you're the guy dipping in the in the minnow well all the time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you're better off just you're way better off just having your hands get super cold mm, disagree way better off disagree. once you reach that level it takes about an hour once you reach it you don't even know your hands you, are cold i'm not saying it from a comfort standpoint but especially fishing rainbows this time of year you will drop a rainbow three times before you get it on the hook if you've got that's a true fingers. story so for efficiency i want to be able to feel them a little bit i want to be able to grip that minnow Get it on right. Isn't way. that a pain in the butt though? Your hands get cold, and then you're like, "Oh, I gotta warm them up. Put put them in my pocket." You just do it in your like in your spare time. You know, Who's you know? got the spare time? <laughs> Nobody's got that kind of time, Dan. Uh, they cost a dollar. Why not? The problem I have with them is I always get them wet, and then they're you garbage. get about fifteen minutes out of them. Yeah, then they're kaputskis. But if I get them in the right pocket, I gotta think of which pocket to get them. Under the pants pocket. Under the bibs pocket. No, you gotta be able to get your hand in real quick. So you're thinking chesticles. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay, moving on. Um, we wanted to touch a little bit on fall plastics. Dan brought this up today. Um, and I thought it was a very good point. Um, that as far as like us two as walleye fishermen, walleye guides... Uh, our plastics faith is very limited. Yeah. I want it to be more. Limitless. Limitless. All plastics. Very finite at the current moment. There's a, there's a, a walleye team called Artificial Eyes. That team. Good name. The best name. Good name, man. And it's Artifish All. <laughs> Eyes. It's got all of it there. That's got cool. All of it. And they fish artificials. They fish a whole circuit. That's all they do is fish artificials. Really? Yeah. And I think they get by mostly on jig wraps. But plastics for sure play a part. Um, I don't know. Why don't we throw more ripping wraps? I don't know. They don't work maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I caught fish out of them once. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that work works on river. That I can't get to work on. Like bee fishing? Yeah. Yeah. That I can't get to work on the lakes. Yep. And it, it's not for lack of trying. So, anyway, we talked last week about how if you're going to miss fish right now, one way you're probably, you could miss them is shallow. Very high likelihood. And a plastic is a great way to make sure that's not happening. Right. Or not make sure, but like test. At least, at least have a bait in there. Right. Um, and you're not going to get hung up near as much. Not nearly as much. Right. So like a, a lot of the problem, well, not a lot of the problem. One issue, you have a lot of fish, a lot of nice fish on a tournament spot. 
that is not very guide friendly right now. No, I I I mean you you tried it, couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't think if you I have made it twenty if you have four wheel lures in there, maybe you're gonna catch a bunch of fish. But if you've got a bunch of rookies, can't jig a minnow through that very no can you super chief? Yep, in a plastic. You could teach a person to do to do a plastic in there pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So those shallow rocks are are primo for fishing plastics, I think. And you're kind of the one who put me on to this, but you don't jig them. You don't jig them. Like no. you, you do um, a lot more rock friendly approach to fishing these things. Yeah. Just just cast them and retrieve them, like as slow as you can stand it, essentially. Um, and I learned that from Mark. I picked that up from Mark Pordex uh, when he was on the podcast talking about plastics. Uh, let the bait do the work. Your job is to try to get it to the right depth. And why we, well, when we were talking about this earlier, the one problem I have still is I, I lose confidence like over seven feet. You know, even in the super shallow stuff, I fish them with the quarter ounce jig. Right. And you can swim them through there. The just reason fine. you do that is so you can cast them far enough. Cast them far enough. And it, it the, there's some like buoyancy to the plastic. There. You, you got surface area. Like it's hard to get them down. Right. And retrieve them at like a speed that you can stand. And if you're using a three eighths or a, even a half ounce jig head, it's very hard to get yourself thinking like, Yes, I'm in the right. I have the right speed at the right depth. Right, at least for me at this current time. Yeah, I do. I think heavier is maybe better though. I'd be. It, I think you could be really, really good if you could start getting at walleyes in like fifteen feet. Fifteen feet with the plastic, especially those fish that don't bite a jig and wrap, don't bite a jig and a minnow. I think you can work those that, like the way I see like a like a a plastic with a paddle tail. It's like your cold water crankbait. Yeah. Like, you're going to make those fish react to it, mm-hmm. even though it's not going at a fast The last speed. time we talked about it was opener. It was cold yeah. water. Yep. Yeah. And they worked real good for me on opener in a week after or so. Um, but I, and the only even one. Even that trip we had with uh, Bruce. Yeah. You caught him there. a bunch of them on plastic. That and, was wild. And all my customers did, too. Like, because if it's working, cast it, slowly retrieve it, and they're they're gonna chomp it. yeah they blow them things up yeah they do <laughs> so i caught one today on a plastic Thought what's I your go-to plastic more. it's the kitek easy shiner you gotta go with the easy shiner Always baby the easy shiner thanks mark uh four incher right mm-hmm. haven't had i messed with the three incher a little bit i think it's more of a crappie bait i think it could be a good perch bait Ooh, i bet it would be mm-hmm. it's telling george that he's on a mission tomorrow perch perchzillas because we were catching a bunch of perch, but they weren't all keepers. And, and the, as, as a guide, I was thinking, like, this is going to be a nightmare. I'm going to just be baiting hooks left and right. And it's, I'm not sure if there's enough big ones for it to pay off. But if they're on plastics, that would be a different story. Then you can make it pay off. Yep. And you're still going to catch while he's doing it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Were those perch shallow or deep? They were in five feet of water. So really deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and drown a lesser man <laughs> okay um so what do you have uh, going on next this coming week busy starting two days from today i'll probably post this tomorrow so thursday real busy um mostly leech 
wash the boat one time and do a trip on woman, I think. Um, yeah, I want to be on leech. I feel like you, you start, I don't, I don't necessarily end there, but I do want to do like most of the last trips of the year there and then end. On... It's all about the bigs, man. Yeah. Those fish are so healthy mm-hmm. and long yeah. and mean and they just want to eat. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to, we, it doesn't last very long. MEA, if you're up for MEA, hopefully you catch the tail end of it. But I think that will be the very tail end of, of the east side of Leech. Right. Until, uh, so when you say that, you're, you're, you mean like the true, like the good all day fall bite. Yep. And we usually get like Leech ha- does turn over pretty noticeably, at least in my opinion, in the last couple of years. Turns green. And I can't catch them. I've had, I've had a couple days last fall, but the water was so cold last fall, like even early October, like October 10th, I had like a day where I feel like the water was like 42. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. October 15th was the last trip I had and we didn't do that great. We caught six walleyes and a muskie, but the water was (laughs) 42. Was that on leech? That was on leech. That was my last trip. And then we went on woman, and they were. It was fifty two. Yeah, quite a bit warmer. Yeah. So this is your time to fish Leech Lake, because I think what we're saying. Rule of thumb: October first, get up here. Two weeks maybe, and then you're you're maybe better off fishing a small one. Don't you think? So much fun. Yeah. <sighs> it's hard to it's hard to enjoy it as much as you want to. Two weeks. Gosh. I'll, I wish I could get it in, man. Stupid Thailand. That's all right. You'll have so much fun. I've been talking you up to people. I'm like, this is a guy who's going to be able to have a lot of fun in Thailand. I do think you're going to be able well, to do I'm, that. You know what my one of my biggest concerns is? I'm going to come back. It's going to be cold out. And I'm going to think oh, it's cold gonna, out. You're going to be a wimp. I know. Nice. I'll be so... I'll I'm be like, like, I need my jacket. <laughs> it's like 42 <laughs> degrees out. I'm so cold. <laughs> I don't want to go fishing. I'm going to be sunburned. I feel like we had one more thing we were going to talk about. Oh, just an update. Not, well, a little braggy. We'll be a little braggy. The podcast has been listened to 43,000 times since we started. When we started this season, it had been listened to a little less than 10,000. Right. So that's awesome. But we get consistently, consistently every day, 200 people listen to the podcast. Not necessarily each episode, but 200 people listen. We were talking about how we know a lot of you, but there are for sure people that we have never met, never heard from that listen to this thing. And I'd like to know who you are. We, we want to know where you're from, how you, how you heard from us. Right. Uh, we want to know a little background so maybe we can improve and maybe recruit a few people who are like you. Right. In the areas, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, if you have a question, maybe we can help. Yeah. I know for sure we got some questions out of Canada this year. A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good enough. Good Man, stuff. that would have been a great way to end it. I know. A little bit. Sorry. It's okay. We'll um, try again later. All right. Try again next week. Um, anything else? Um. No, we've got one last episode yeah. for the season. We're gonna we're gonna try and do a couple this winter, um, but we we would love to have a few questions for you know before we sign off. Um, 
so go ahead and send us over some messages. We want to hear from the people we don't know. Mm-hmm. Send us over a message where you're from, how you got us. Yeah. We appreciate it. It's, it's super fun, and that number is just a number, but we do get to hear from a lot of, like, people, and that, that really makes us feel pretty good about pretty cool. doing this. Because this is episode 27. Of this season. Yeah. So we've been talking to this microphone for 27 hours about this summer, or this this year. And we've uh, got to be close to 50 episodes total. Yeah, I think we did 26 last year. Close so. to 50. Yep. We almost have an anniversary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 100th episode. Oh That'll my gosh. Happen. We'll do a giveaway. <laughs> All right. Good enough? Good stuff.